talking shit, baby. Every episode, I promise you it's lit, baby. Every week, get some shit you can't miss, baby. Dylan Bob, still a vibe. Podcast game solidified, no cap. All fact like a snapper. Stream us on that Spotify or Apple, tap in. Roller coaster ride, strap in. We gon' take you for a ride, just take this shit and stride. All topics, sport the current event. Tell me who more current than this. Good luck with the mother shows. This the best one. Your sister and your brother knows. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shit, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. Yes, sir. Talking shop presented by Anchor. This is episode 119. I'm your host, Bobby Hall, and with me, as always, co-hosts Dylan Savage and Joe the Greek. How are we doing this week, boys? What is going on, fellas? What's up, dudes? How we doing? How we doing? Um, I think Better I'm, I'm probably coming, yeah. coming through probably a little more soft-spoken this week. I got a big-ass hole in my stomach right now that's healing up, so um, I'm trying to trying to... I guess, lack of a better term, uh, gut it and uh, make sure that I was I was here for this week. I didn't want to miss any episodes, and um, we're gonna make it happen, man. But uh, hopefully, uh, I don't come across too quiet this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best, but I'm excited, still excited to uh, be here. Podding 119, about to hit 120 next week, which is fucking nutty. Um, I'm heavily medicated, and uh, I'm happy to be here, guys. How, how we doing? <laughs> we're doing we're doing great, man. Sounds like we're doing much better than your case. But hey, you are here. You made it, and it looks like everything went well. Uh, we had some you know some scares leading up to the event, but uh, uh, looks like everything went well. You're healing up fine. It's, everything's looking good. I'm glad you yeah. followed through with um, it, man. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. I was kind of being hard headed. I got I got hernia surgery for those that don't know, and for I've had that hernia for probably well over a year, and it just never really bothered me. Um, there's just a really humongous bulge in my, you know, above my belly button. And I was just kind of being stupid and was like, I'm just going to wait until it starts bothering me, which I'm glad I, I didn't do that. Cause I think when it got to that stage, I'd probably be in a really fucked up spot, <laughs> but yep. I went and got that surgery done Tuesday. And, um, there was actually a, a scary moment I, I was told afterwards cause they got to put you under with anesthesia. And, and um, I had something that was called uh like bronchospasms and basically the way they told me was just I wasn't getting enough oxygen or whatever and I guess like even though I was like knocked out my I was like my arms and legs and shit were like flailing around and obviously I'm a big dude so they they weren't uh they were having a little a little problem you know keeping me you know controlled and, and whatnot and eventually they were able to kind of get that they had to stick a tube down my throat make sure i was getting oxygen stuff and obviously i'm not the fuck out so i didn't have any idea about any of this till they told me but um it was kind of scary to know that after you know because uh who you know i could have really went left and then who knows and obviously all this is going on while i'm i, I have no idea sleeping so and, and yeah, we were joking just, about uh, um pretty wild man to think about just that while i was knocked out i'm, I'm still like flailing around and shit just because i wasn't getting enough oxygen which i think it goes in with the fact that i've got like sleep apnea and shit is what i'm guessing i mean they didn't go fully into it but they just kind of said next time which hopefully i don't got to get another surgery but next time i gotta let let them guys know so they can adjust accordingly but 
Um, came home. It was out. I mean, I was in and out of the hospital like five hours. Came home. I just been chilling, man, down in my basement, sleeping on my couch. Shit sucks, but I gotta do what I gotta do. It's gonna be like four or five weeks, and uh, I gotta take uh, you know my my pain meds and antibiotics and just keep uh, chilling, man. Let the shit heal up, and we'll, we'll be good to go. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad it's finally done and over with. Yeah, you did the hard part, man. Now you got the yeah. coasting. You'll be all right. Yeah, right. this is this. You got through like the mental hard part. Now this is more like the physical hard part of just the healing process. Because um, I mean, like you're not there, I guess, to experience the surgery. You're kind of like you said, knocked out cold. So it kind of like goes by in a blink of an eye, and then now it's more of like just a kind of getting back to normal, uh, getting healed yeah. up, and all that stuff. I know we were joking about it in our in our group text that uh, if you got mixed up in the wrong surgery, clipboard clipboards got mixed around, and come out with like washboard abs or something instead. That would have been something, man. That would have been something. Um, And uh, as long as they would have taken out the hernia, I would have been right with it. But if that was stuck (laughs) in there still, still, it would have just been like another. Because I guess it kind of looked like an ab, really, in a sense, the way it it was like sticking out. But yeah, man, that's kind of been my week. Um, I still, this has been only, what, four days? So I got got a ways to go. But every day. I'm able to kind of walk around a little more. I'm I'm pretty much able to stand up almost straight, whereas like Tuesday and Wednesday I was like hunched over like fucking what's that Quasimodo. So and uh, yeah, I mean my my back's kind of fucked up from sleeping on the couch, but um, I think it's just the best best choice for right now. Hopefully, maybe next week I can start sleeping in my bed again. But yeah, man, uh, I can't complain. We're good. We're good to go. Good, that's good. How about your week, Joe? How have you been uh, handling things on your end? I'm alive. Uh, it's been hot outside, so I uh, I don't know, man. I've been hiding in the house. I really uh, I really haven't done anything this week, and I'm okay yeah, with that. Me either, man. Played some Warzone, and uh, yeah, that's it. Highlight of my week. <laughs> so you play a little Resident Evil? Oh, I do. I love that. Right See now. you on there. We played Resident I've Evil watched, 6. Uh, I'm watching, obviously, a lot of YouTube. I just re-upped on YouTube TV just to have you know, some of the some of the shit that I can watch on there. And then I've been watching a bunch of movies and shit. One movie, and I, I might be... I, I, have you guys ever seen The Devil's Rejects? Kind of weird, man, but I fucking love that movie. That movie kind of rips. But, it, I mean, it's kind of a fucked up movie. But I, I, know, I know movie. what it's about, yeah, but I don't remember if I've seen it or not or just watched the trailer it's, it's been out for a long time i feel like yeah probably like 15 16 years maybe yeah. even a little longer than that but got a dope soundtrack to it yeah. you know it's just Speaking i got the shit on the fire stick where I, it'll just kind of plaster on random shit and i'll just kind of been <laughs> yeah. scrolling through and picking you know especially that sounds good so speaking of movies i don't know if you got this saved up for later but you're back at it with the with the brackets on facebook oh yeah yeah, greatest '90s sports movie, and I'm, I'm I'm already I've already gotten plenty of shit about it. Yeah, how, what's your um, hate mail folder looking like? Because of those matchups, the, the um, Mighty Ducks and Sandlot thread was just fucking insane, man. I got Wait, shit which, on pretty. Was that Mighty thing. Ducks? Was that the first one, or was it? Yeah, it was the first uh, one, and obviously Sandlot. Yeah, I, it was rough. the first round. Whereas a lot of people thought it should have been later, but I I do everything by random, random. Yeah, it's like automated, shit. right? 
because I'm not, dude, it already takes kind of a while to set them things up. So if I were to really sit there and then try to figure <laughs> out what's first seeds, right. you know, all the way through whatever, 16 seed or whatever the fuck, take fucking months, man. I'm not doing that. So I just hit random and then it, whatever happens. And I'll hit, I'll hit it a couple of times, just shuffle it up. Like whatever happens, happens. And sometimes you'll get shit like that. But I mean, um, D2 is the best one anyway. So I, I yeah, so. Sandlot's better than the first Mighty Ducks. People just wanted it. To, uh, you know, freak out. But the one thing I was happy about in that was that uh, basketball beat, beat out Brink, man. I didn't think that was going to happen. And I love that movie. I, I think that movie is underrated. I love basketball. Fuck. Me and my brothers probably watched it a hundred times growing up. It's Squeak Sleeps in a Drawer. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I was just talking to about how shit, dude. Uh, Paul reminds me of Squeaks in a lot of oh, ways. God, White Men Can't Jump is going to be I'm gonna be pushing that one heavy to get at least at least to the lead eight. Yeah, today's the last of the first round matchups, and then obviously it'll start to really, really heat up. I was looking at um, a couple of second round matchups, and there's one that uh, probably people are gonna be all up in arms about. But it's how it goes, baby. And then I, because I had somebody, because I was asking people about '90s movies, and somebody threw out. Some shit that was came out in like early two thousands. So then I decided to check out like two thousand sports movies, like comedies and shit. And there's a shit ton. So that might be where I go next because there's a, there's a lot of good ones in there. That could be a big dog, but Goldmine. those I'm usually seem it. to be uh, people usually like doing those a little better than like the food ones. So and I ain't got shit to do. So also I say you get movies, do your homework. I just found out I have yeah. HBO Max, so I can like fucking watch. All these different kinds of movies. I have there a thing go, called uh, BitTorrent. I can get anything. Well, man. You heard about those. You just 6 9 yourself. <laughs> yeah. Be careful. Don't no, I had a buddy of mine. Um, I won't say who. I'll, I'll save face, but he gave me his login and because uh, I wanted to watch Hard Knocks. And then the following day, I watched the, uh, the second Space Jam, which... It was all right. I mean, I wasn't really expecting anything insane. I mean, it's like the first one's not really anything that great anyway, but it's just everyone kind of lives for nostalgia. So they put shit like that on a pedestal, but it wasn't terrible. You know, it, I mean, yeah, it's, nostalgia's it's a, geared a for beast, kids and man. shit. And that's, that's just what it was. So nostalgia is a beautiful thing. I think thing, I put though. the first one like slightly above the second one, but it's not like the first one was like Oscar worthy or whatever. The yeah. Fuck. Michael Jordan's acting is ass. But yeah, it's really kid, so you think it's great. Like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. All the basketball players, all their acting sucks ass. Yeah, like Ch- Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley. <laughs> Bogue, Tom Bradley, and a bunch Patrick of other people. Ewing. Yeah, also, who else is in that? It's all shit. Uh, Larry Johnson. I think. Uh, I think that might be it. Yeah. But, yeah. R.I.P. Sean Bradley. He just recently died. Damn. But uh, yeah, fellas. Um, Enough with this. Another, it's just uh, it's been it's been kind of nice, especially this week because it was hot as shit. It was like we had some really really shitty storms out here in Genoa. Um, I we we're we're on the outskirts, so we we're obviously able to um, avoid some of the real damage because like in the center and shit, especially where my aunt and stuff live, like they had a bunch of like fence panels blown out. Because I think was it Wednesday night or th- it was Wednesday. Um, we were getting like 50 to 70 mile an hour, like winds and shit. And some people were thinking that there might've been a motherfucking tornado that rolled through that shit. bitch. Cause it was wild. Like, yeah, we lost were, power, man. power. 
Yeah, we lost oh, power. Shit. It was so annoying. Yeah, we um, we never lost, so I think we kind of lucked out being on oh, yeah. the very, very outskirts of, of like the Like the, the DJ Khaled of Storms, huh? Yeah. Just win, win, win. Because if I was stuck here, dude, <laughs> with no fucking power, oh, my God. Bro, I'm attached to a damn oxygen machine. I get it. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, shit. <laughs> I mean, I have a sleep machine, too. Yeah. Plus, our, obviously, our sub pump runs off of electricity, so that would have really got sketchy but um we got another we got another solid episode we, we got somebody on um that i'm pretty excited that we were finally able to set up been uh been a long time coming i think and uh we've definitely tried to get her brother on many times but he's such a fucking dunce when it comes to <laughs> technology it's, it's crazy he'll, he'll like fix your fucking car and shit you know with, with with ease or whatever the far at least point in the right direction but if you're like hey man um you got headphones he'll look at you like you just spoke to him in fucking russian or something so um, we'll, we'll eventually try to get him on especially now that we have the, the capabilities of of letting people come on um with their phones but um uh, my parents just rolled in that's interesting but um yeah today for episode 118 uh we got Allie leatherman on I'm going to um, kind of let you guys get acquainted here for a second. Sorry, kind of unexpected, but let's see what's going on up there. But Al, right. um, thank you for coming on episode 119. We're really excited to finally have you on to uh, talk some shop. And uh, we'll get into quite a few things here soon, but welcome to the show. Thanks, Bobby. It's nice to be on here. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I like it. Me too. Me too. I'm just happy that I beat my brother on here. I'm a little upset that Paul was on here first, but um, I'm willing to let that go, you know. Paul will be a feature later in this episode, if I'm not mistaken, on, on a segment that we have that he's going to be riled up about. But, Allie, nice to meet you. Yeah, thanks. So. You too. You guys, both of you. So how did you and I, Bobby meet? Uh, Bobby has been uh, friends with my brother for I don't even know how long, and they're, you know, a part of the... The, the bros, I would always call them. Um, it's this, like, group of, like, eight to ten of the largest boys I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and they are just tighter than, like, CrossFit crew uh, or, like, vegetarians or something. And <laughs> they just roll together and they are just funny and this unconditional, huge, loving group of guys that became an extension of family so it's like i have you know eight or ten more uh larger little brothers and so i've known bobby for over half of our lives now and uh i love him a whole big bunch that's awesome yeah, that, I know you mentioned their size i'm starting to think about it <laughs> yeah because i wasn't even the biggest one when i was hanging out over there <laughs> start thinking about there's some real big ones you know like whenever uh, anybody new like meets any of the guys, you're like, you know, whoa, like, yeah, like, don't fuck around, you know. Who these these are the nicest guys. Uh, oh, well, yeah. Most, most. They're all nice. They are. They're the best. So you were kind of like always part of that group then, growing up with them. You, they didn't like, I guess, set you aside because, you know, the female, they didn't want to, just the bros. I was always so desperate to be a part of them. Uh, which I'm proud of myself for even admitting. Uh, I would, you know, they would let me, 
I broke up with uh, my boyfriend. I was like devastated and they just kind of let me cling, cling on to them. Nice. Uh, but that also came with having to purchase a lot of weed, purchase a lot <laughs> of food, let them abuse my apartment. But I had no problem doing it. You know, at that point, I was just so downtrodden and upset with everything that was going on in my life. And they quickly became a an expensive bright spot in my life that has since become lightly irreplaceable. You got to pay the cost to be the boss, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, a really couple dime bags here, I guess. That's serious. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's almost like it kind of reminds me of like, you know, because um, you said pre-production that you are, you also like spent time in the trailer park, as it did I, about 17 years of my life. And it's like that kid in the trailer park who just got the trampoline in their backyard. It's like everyone's everyone's like best friends with him now. And, you know, you're going to be going to trampoline <laughs> after the school. So is that a thing? That is a thing. It was a thing that I am 100% guilty of. And uh, the parents did not like that very much and found out and caught on quickly. Oh, yeah. No, that's a great analogy, honestly. It, it, it is very much the, the trampoline comparison is real. <laughs> Did you have your own, like, electrical box that you hung out at? That We always would hang out in the field in Deluxe, and we would play, okay. like, we would all, like, congregate there, and there would be, you know, like, all, you know, 10 to 12 of us, like, little trailer trashy kids, and... <laughs> Play like Smear the Queer, which you would definitely not get away with playing anymore. Uh, I actually never played because I couldn't throw, catch, or run very efficiently. But I did stand on the sidelines as a proud uh, spectator uh, just to be included, really. So I didn't. The old stomping grounds at Friendly Village in Perrysburg had a beautiful front field. Uh, it wasn't 100 yards, maybe more like 80, 70 yards, but it was perfect. Uh, for what we needed is like some tackle football, and yeah, we we took it seriously. We had we had like those cheap ass fire fire or firework kits that you get like Meyer or Walmart that had all nothing but smokers. There was snaps nothing, and stuff. Yeah, snaps and smokers, and we would set smokers off and run out between these trees, acting like they're tunnels and shit like that. It was fun times, man. Kids, you're such a goofball when you're a kid. You know that yeah. stuff was probably a blast. You know what I mean? Smoke bombs. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna go get some. Yeah, and the snappers, dude. The little the oh, snappers yeah. were the you, best. Just, you snap them right in your finger. Or you put dude, them right I saw I've never done that. I was always too much of a pussy. I saw that. something wild on TikTok. This dude yeah. used glue and a Nerf gun, and he was gluing the snappers to the Nerf darts and then shooting them, and they were popping on people. It was incredible. Just loaded up. No, that's too much. I, he loaded, yeah. he loaded up a clip. Were they all white, too, snapper. probably? Uh, no. Latino, I oh. believe. Oh, interesting. I'm not one for labels, but he had a, a nice base That's layer. That's a f- fucking lie. <laughs> Don't be mad at me. No, you go. Sorry, gives you sorry the color to get up there. Um, my, my lovely mother brought over some uh, some lunch stuff for me. Soup. Miso soup, which is one of my favorites that she makes. Phenomenal. And, uh, some tuna fish uh, sandwiches, man. So they're the best. I really, uh, really appreciate that. So, um, but yeah, Al, it's, it's great to, uh, to finally have you on. Uh, we talked quite a long time ago about trying to get you on, but at the time we were still trying to figure out how we were even recording ourselves, let alone with, with guests and shit. We kind of had to do it up real, uh, weird way there for a while, but we finally got it to where we can kind of, um, meet anybody's, uh, um, set as far as if they got phones, computers, tablets, stuff. So. I'm glad we're finally able to get you on, especially in the condition you're in now. 
Uh, I know you're you're really feeling it this morning. What uh, what were you sipping on last night? What were we doing? <laughs> um, I was drinking peanut noir and Sauvignon okay. Blanc. I don't even know how to say wine that. now, huh? Jeez. Yeah, I'm a all right, Luke. Girl. Uh, okay. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> were you uh i seen people all over the place yesterday you didn't go to that 90s thing yesterday did you i did not i did not okay. i was actually at uh manhattan's which is on adam street downtown oh yeah okay, okay. and uh watching the one and only steve kennedy play who bobby you will have to come out with me and do that is this who you're talking about last last saturday uh-huh yep mm-hmm. this is your husband huh yeah but bobby yeah Wow, not- hey, good for you. Maybe uh, hopefully he listens to this and we can help uh help uh you know get them Cupid's arrows shot out. But that's what's up. Uh yep. I've seen yeah, I've seen uh his name pop up all over my news feed um lately. So it seems like wherever he's at you're you're watching sport and so that's what's up. I I like that. I can dig yep. that. Yep. Good for you. Thank um you. you love him, Bobby. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think is he going to be? Um, what are the chances he's going to be at at James's little housewarming thing? Um, I believe, unfortunately, next Saturday he is going to see Hall and Oates. So I'm. Well, not that's two Saturdays. Day. We're it's two Saturdays for now. Uh, all oh, right. So wait, the twenty. Uh, he's playing 28? somewhere. Okay. Wait, you don't like even remember your brother's birthday? own fucking birthday? He's gonna be thirty-three. Well, that old, old fuck. Well, Jeez. mentally he'll be nine. And I, I'm excited to see what a James Leatherman housewarming party is going to be like. Could me too. Be interesting. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to check the place out. I really am. I'm, um, I'm blown away and and very happy and, and proud that uh, he got himself set up. Me and him, we 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 uh we finally yeah. um made it happen, man. After thirty years, so. But uh, I guess not all of us can can stay at her parents long enough to where they just sell us the house like Dave. He really lucked out on that. On that uh, he was never going to leave. Aspect. You don't even have to move. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's funny. It's so funny how that. I loved it. Shout out to Dave. He's listening. Um, yeah, it's funny how that how that all worked out. And then he's a block from his dad, so he'll never go without for sure. But, uh, awesome. yeah. Um, your brother is actually probably one of the more. He's never actually been officially on the show, but we've played a couple clips we had some shit from like bro Christmas two years ago and uh, you can imagine some of the stuff he was saying and it was very vulgar and hilarious. So a lot of people, uh, boy. they, they love, they love him. So we're, we're desperately, desperately trying to get him on. So hopefully, uh, he can stumble nope. upon a pair of headphones at some point. He's sober James. So sober James is boring, grumpy, quiet, miserable. That was the thing. I was like, if we have him come on and record with us at 10 or 11 AM, um, I'm not sure we're going to get the same kind of content. So you're right. <laughs> yeah. But um, that is true. I didn't think, I didn't really think about that. No, he is, he is a special breed, that little slimy. Yeah. But um, no, another reason I want to get you on is just because, uh, you know, I mean, you've, you heard from me and probably many others at this point. It's just, uh, you're somebody that, um, you know, lives life to the fullest, really more than anyone I know. And um, just somebody that lives, like the that phrase that you've heard so many people say is just never give up, and that's something that uh, you definitely live by. And I've always really respected it for you, and um, something that I've, I've I constantly try to to pull into uh, aspects of my life. And um, what we wanted to kind of 
touch in on some of that stuff and uh, kind of explain, uh, you know, what I mean by that. Because I think what uh, probably about a yeah, pretty much a month ago was I think the, it was the seventh anniversary, seven year anniversary, seven year yeah. anniversary, yeah. um, of a pretty pretty rough accident. Um, that uh, fortunately everyone that was involved is still with us uh, today. But Al, um, you know, you, you obviously you lived it, and um, you, you obviously know. I, I don't want to skip anything or, or make sure that I, I misspeak uh, on that. So, um, I, for the people that don't know, um, you want to explain what exactly happened there seven years ago? Um, I don't know if you guys have seen Harry Potter, but there's a the Whomping Willow is this like crazy tree that like smashes the shit out of people. And I was driving home and uh, a tree hit me. Mm-hmm. So, Jumped right in the middle of the fucking road. Yeah, that fucking bastard. Uh, <laughs> no, really, I just wanted a service dog. So I decided to give myself a spinal cord injury. And uh, no. Okay, so I'm going to just stop bullshitting now. Um, that worked, though. I mean, I mean worked. you could have just bought the dog. I mean, <laughs> I, I had to sell a lot of weed to buy that dog. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> uh, no. Hell yeah. Um, it was uh, me and my best friend, Jamie, and our buddy, Andrew, and uh, we were, it was a great night. It was actually Brian Goss's birthday, and I took, uh, I had just bought 18 um, garbage cans so we could play life-size beer pong, so that way people, I was like a guaranteed invite to every party, because like, who has that? You know, just me, so. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's I an angle I never thought about. Oh, it's, it was so much fun. It was like, it was great. It was great. So I put them all in my, the backseat of my convertible and we went to Gaza's and celebrated his birthday. And then we went to the bar. It was a great night. All the bros, everybody was out. Uh, and then uh, on our way home, um, I was obviously drinking quite heavily, which is very unlike me. And um, I don't remember anything that happened. Um, but unfortunately, we did crash into a tree. Jamie uh, was hurt really bad. She was ejected. She was life lighted. Andrew broke a few ribs. They thought I was fine. So they just rushed me in the hospital in an ambulance. And then uh, as uh, I don't, maybe eight to 10 hours later, they discovered that I had a brain bleed and a transected artery and a bruise on my spinal cord and a broken orbital bone. And all this crazy shit was happening. Jamie had just come out of surgery. She had a fold over laceration. You could, see her skull i mean it was it was a crazy ass whirlwind and uh andrew broke a few ribs but he was cool um they were it was it was all i don't remember very much i have snippets of like cops asking me who was driving i'm like i don't know like not me obviously but like where what about the weed in my car uh i had no idea you know how you know the gravity of the situation and how you know uh I remember them telling me, like, you, you have a spinal cord injury. At some point, somebody mentioned Christopher Reeves, and I'm like, oh, cool, Spider-Man or Superman or what? You know, I just completely had no idea what the hell was happening. Uh, my brother, James, was up north, um, and it was David Hartman that called him the next morning. You know, the accident happened, uh, obviously, right after a uh, bar closed, so about 3 o'clock, the accident happened, 3 a.m., and... Uh, I don't think I went into surgery until the next day later in the morning. 
David called James and said, you know, Al really fucked up this time. Like she is fucked up. I don't, you know, my, my family knew they, they didn't know how bad it was either. They wanted to be careful with James because he was, you know, five hours at our five hours up North at our cottage. So David called him and was like, Hey, uh, they don't know if Al's going to make it like come home now. And James and I are super tight. So I always feel really bad about that part. But uh, he flew home, I made it, and now, uh, technically, I am a quadriplegic. I have uh, no feeling from, like, my clavicle down, uh, relatively. Like my, what, clavicle, right? You're, te- you're, like, the bone above your titties. And, uh... Scientific. I'm so scientific. <laughs> I try to be very precise. <laughs> you know, uh, your titty bone. You know that one? The titty bone. Yeah, that's what we'll call it. Yeah, titty bone. Titty bone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's the story, and I'm still alive to tell it. It's fucking nuts. I still can't believe that it's real most of the time. I lived, uh, I mean, I'm pretty much the same, except, like, four feet shorter and uh, a lot slower. Still taller than Paul. <laughs> Seriously. But it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I remember. I remember that that uh, that weekend. I think I was in. Um, I think I was in Bowling Green or something. And I remember. I think Paul gave me that call. And uh, I think yeah, everyone because you were talking about. I could still hear you when I when I had gotten up, but everybody in our in our friend group all rushed, and um, it was uh, it was looking pretty pretty sus there for a while. But uh, I mean, he pulled through, and it was it was awesome. And I still remember this day the first time. I got to see you after it was all said and done. Um, you were uh, still the same, still the same person. And that's something that I've always admired about you is just the fact that um, you've gone through and, you know, and still are, you know, going through uh, one of the craziest, you know, situations anyone could go through. And um, it was, I mean, you're still the same person through and through. Um, still vulgar as shit. I mean, like I said, in very scientific terms, we just said, your uh, titty bone from the titty bone. That's that's. Uh, I don't know anyone else. I, I feel like a lot of other people in that uh, scenario would be very down and out about. And I'm sure, obviously, you're you're human at the end of the day, so you're gonna have those moments. And I'm sure, um, it's probably behind closed doors when myself and our friends, you know, we don't see it. But um, I feel like more often than not, you're uh, you're, you're the same person, and you're living as if. Um, nothing ever happened, and I think that's pretty fucking awesome. Because you, you know, we'll have somebody. I could stub my fucking toe and act like the world, you know, is ending. You know, and I, I wish that uh, I had had your uh, tenacity and just um, you know wherewithal to to kind of just keep keep trucking. I guess is is kind of the way I look at it. So, uh, I mean, I've told you that a million times, but I, I definitely want to say it on my platform that you know you are you're the shit for that. I really, I really, uh, I really admire that. I appreciate that big time, Bobby, and I wouldn't have made it through uh, as well as I did or as far without being surrounded by the best people that this world has to offer. I mean, I'm super lucky. I mean, when I mentioned earlier that I have eight or ten little brothers, like, that there's nothing further from the goddamn truth there. Uh, Bobby was actually the, Bobby took me worldwide. We we had these Team Alley bracelets that a bunch of people pulled together and made, and he wore it every single day. Uh, until I still it got it on, rid the original. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm gonna cry. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's real life. Yeah, I, I have. Uh, 
I'm going to ride this one out. The other ones, they eventually snapped off and just broke. But, you know, the, the original one, it's got you and Jamie on it. still still on my wrist. So Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And um, one thing, too, is, it's you know, we like to, our friend group, we always give each, all of each other shit and stuff. And that's just kind of how it is to, to hang around us. You're, you're going to get it. But, um, you know, we always come at James and stuff. But, you know, he's lazy or he's just, you know, he's a dumb fuck, this, that, and third. But, <laughs> Um, the, the way, yeah, yeah. Um, but the way he stepped up for you is it's, it's incredible. You know, I've watched that guy, um, you know, carry you up flights of stairs, you know, big ass flights of steps up and down and just basically been at, you know, your beck and call and just as, uh, really, really always been right there by your side. And, and, uh, that's another thing that I've always, um, really thought was awesome, you know, so shout out, shout out to you, uh. Jimmy, you probably don't even know how to listen to podcasts, but if somebody helps you figure it out, hopefully you hear this, man, because you definitely deserve uh, all the credit on that. He, I remember when I woke up in the hospital, he promised me two things, and he said that he would be over here every day and that I would not miss anything. And while he has certainly dropped the ball on visiting every day, he, uh, <laughs> um, he... He's never let me miss anything, and he did carry me up those fucking flights of stairs at Chidal Gardens when Paul and Ashley got married. I was in their wedding less than a year after the accident, and uh, I was real scared. You know, I, I remember telling Ashley, like, are you sure you still want me in the wedding? And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course I do. And, like, I'm all, you know, I I am my own biggest, you know, I'm I'm, ner- I'm devastatingly nervous and scared and worried I'm going to, like, fucking pop out of the wheelchair you know all that's oh, crazy God. but it was all you know that was like the Ashley and Paul's wedding party that was that was all the bros and my best girls and we were all together for that experience and that's when it was uh what the the my accident was in July of 14 and what was their wedding in June of yeah of 15 yeah and that's when I realized like this is going to be fucking okay. I can, I can do this. I can, that's when I kind of chose to embrace it. And, uh, all the picture, we had a great time shooting all the pictures and we had a great time at the reception. And it was, you know, then I knew like, I'm still normal. I'm still cool. Like, if, you know, when people ask me how tall I am, I can say I'm three, nine when they, you know, <laughs> try to, you know, make people feel bad for me. So they bring me shit like, Oh, Al, how you doing? Like, I'm really hungry. You know, yeah. <laughs> it worked every time. Uh, yeah. And, um, and then, and then of course, like Dave and, you know, some other people, uh, you know, they'll crack jokes on you too, to where like, especially on Facebook where I, I don't, I don't think a lot of people that don't know our friend group, like some of your family members or just people oh, that God. have never met some of these guys. will see some of the stuff. They say or we say, and they get they're like appalled about it. But um, David, at the end of the day, obviously, it's just Joe. it's all all love. So it is. Yeah, David fucks great. Stuff. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But, but um, yeah. where are because th- I, I definitely want to. We'll get on to Taylor here soon because that's that's kind of been I think uh, a saving grace in itself too. But um, as far as like. The doctors and stuff are they still pointing you on like any kind of experimental stuff? Because I know you did like the um, the stem cell stuff. What are they? Oh, uh, what kind of directions are they pointing you in these days? That's well. That's what's interesting about all of it. I pretty much I'm at a I'm at an interesting fork 
um, you know, to, you know, do I think I'm ever going to get out of the wheelchair again? I'm not sure. And I, I don't care about that anymore. But experimental things that are happening um, around the world are uh, extremely promising. There's a lot of promise in biotech. I think that will be the one thing that gets me out of my wheelchair in my lifetime, if that happens. But this, I did do the stem cell trial about a, a little, it was right after Ashley and Paul's wedding, actually. I think I got the surgery uh, in July of 2015, and that fucked me up. What do they do? Like, I don't, I have a general idea, but like, what, how do they even do that to you? They went back in through my original incision from the Mm -hmm. surgery after the car accident and they rebroke some of those vertebrae to expose my spinal cord. Uh, Then they injected uh, 40 million stem cells above the bruise and 40 million below the bruise. And then they reinforced everything with titanium. So your cervical region is the top part of your spine. You have seven vertebrae there. Uh, and you have six nerves. So it's like vertebrae, nerve, vertebrae, nerve, vertebrae, nerve. So C1 uh, is like you're holding up your your uh, your you know your head and your neck. C1, C2, that's where Christopher Reeves was hurt. So my injury is at like C6, C7. Okay. Well, it comes down a little more. And now we're talking like hand function, your arms. The further down the spine, the more, uh, you know, it, it correlates with the, the parts of your body that make it move. You know, as you go down your spine, you know, the bottom of your spine controls your toes and your butthole. Top of your spine controls your <laughs> your head and your, you know, and your neck. Um, and, you know, everything falls in between. So the, after the, 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 I could move my left knee and I could move all my left toes. After the stem cell trial, I couldn't do any of that shit. I can mm. still move my right toe. So that's cool. I can feel deep pressure on my left side. Uh, but I am not able to ambulate it in the same way as I was before the stem cell trial. After that happened, I did apply for an epidural stimulator. And that's the really cool stuff uh, that I was slightly referring to earlier, the biotech stuff. It's essentially a little battery pack that they uh, implant at the base of your spine that like jump starts it. Like if you're, you know, my, uh, like, like a jump, for, it, it, it worked as a, uh, the remote is like a cell phone. You just turn that on and then like, bzz, and you're fucking standing, pooping, shitting, whatever the fuck. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. That technology is uh, super promising. And I was accepted into a trial through the university of Louisville uh, in Kentucky. But um, ultimately I decided not to do it. I would have to live down there for two years. That stem cell trial uh, really took it out of me. I had a spinal stroke coming out of anesthesia. Don't ever, if you smoke weed, you better tell the anesthesiologist that you smoke weed. It is my absolute belief that that fucked me up because I was, I lied about it. I didn't tell them, you know, like I'm an enormous pothead uh, and I got high as fuck on my way down here. Go blue. You know, I didn't tell them that. Um, so they had a really tough time bringing me out of uh, uh, surgery and then I was fucked up. So uh, I didn't want to be a lab rat again and I certainly didn't want to live far away from home you know i'm really bad and that like that's just too far away you know and i had just got my service dog when i was accepted into that trial and that is miss taylor and like her prissy ass wouldn't last a day down there how long have you had taylor uh it was two years on august 1st yep that's what i was gonna ask um when did you kind of realize that was like a Thing that would be available to you like a service dog 
I knew right away. I knew the, when I was still in rehab, they uh, recommended that I apply for a program and try to get a service dog. But I was like, no, I'm cool. I ain't fucking paralyzed. Like I ain't in your weird little wheelchair crew. I was totally in denial. You know, I had, I don't need a fucking service dog. I don't need a power chair. I don't need a hand splint. I don't need any, like, stop touching me. Is this contagious? Ew, get out. Uh, so it took me a while to kind of swallow that pill. And I, I wish I would have got him right away, but then I wouldn't have had Taylor. You know, I, I waited yeah. three years before I applied for the program. And, um, you know, I, I would have got stuck with some schmuck ass dog. And since I waited it out, now I've got little Twilly Beans and she's just the wind beneath my little wings. Uh, it, yeah, she's amazing. I, I um, the, the stuff that she's capable of doing is uh, she's smarter than a lot of human beings Wait that I know. Most of the bros, not you, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, Ouch. I can agree with that Ouch. for sure. Um, no, it's true. I mean, you should see some of the stuff if you follow um, if see Ali on her Snapchats or any socials, man. That's some of the stuff she's able to do. Um, TikTok too. I see that. Yeah, yeah I see her on TikTok. So we just joined that, but um. It's pretty cool, and it's awesome uh, that you got somebody, you know, by your side. You know, some of them days where, you know, James or any of your friends aren't able to to, to swing through, yeah, Taylor, to, you know, be right there with you, so that's pretty dope. You know, I mean, yeah. I, drop, I, I drop my phone, she can pick up a Q-tip, my debit card, a piece of paper, open up the fridge, open up the garage door, help me take my shirt off, go get my dad if something happened. Uh, she learned how to roll yet? Uh, no, and we've been working on that. What sucks <laughs> is she doesn't like weed. Like she doesn't like oh, the, okay. she doesn't like smoke. She doesn't like if I drop a bud, she, she won't. She eat judge it. you on that? Uh, hardcore. Does it's she got a look? Like, ugh. oh yeah, and she like, <laughs> she's like, mom, you are a fucking loser. But does like the head, the head tilt? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You don't got nothing better to do, and then she tilts her head. <laughs> like what? But is that like this is OG Kush? Oh Jesus! <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's she's she's been the she's the brightest spot in my life, and that little that little dog's got my entire heart in her collar or something. Well, Bobby was talking about her doing all the stuff for you. What do you think the most elaborate thing she can do? Oh, she whispers. Yeah, yeah, like that's awesome. Like, do like big barkies and then do like little whispers. So that's what we worked on during quarantine. The program director got a hold of me when all the lockdown stuff started with COVID. Like, you know, Allison, this is a perfect opportunity for you guys to work on functional tasks. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So uh, I taught her how to whisper, bow. She can tell a secret. That's um, awesome. Yeah, nothing functional, nothing useful, but all very good. <laughs> That's what I was all, aiming for, but I'll take all entertainment. entertainment. Do these though. do these companies like they'll just kind of pluck like a puppy or puppies from a from a litter, and then they'll just put them through this program to where they're just kind of training them for however long, and then give them out, or how, how's that work? The selection, the 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 process for them to get a litter of puppies. Um, I'm not quite familiar with how that works, but um, like Taylor is half lab and half golden retriever. And her and all of her brothers and sisters, I believe there were seven of them, they came from Louisville, which is an ironic piece of it. And uh, they start training them at like six to eight weeks. So they'll put all the, you know, noisy baby toys, put them, you know, in front of, you know, loud, distracting things to see how the dogs react. And then usually uh, a year into that training, they know whether or not the service dog is going to be able to withstand 
you know, uh, an annoying ass human who's constantly asking for shit, <laughs> annoying as Buckley, and they kind of go from there. Okay. I've always wondered. I figured it was some kind of extensive type of, uh, you know, thing like that. So that makes sense. Six to eight weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. But obviously, you see what, uh, you know, somebody like Taylor um, is able to do. So it makes sense. Maybe it's a little for six to eight weeks. But, you know, you know, I mean, you get the, as soon as they're up and about, you know, like off yeah. their mouth, little pity or whatever they're called. That's crazy. The facility, there's a, there's a service dog uh, training center over here by my house. And, I always wonder what they're doing in there. I mean, imagine obviously training dogs and stuff. I always I just like go peek in there and see what's up. It's the most, when I was when we did our team training. The as soon as I got placed with Taylor, we did team training for just two weeks um, at the Ability Center um, in Toledo. They have a huge like barn in the back. Uh, but during that two weeks, I was just you know they kind of throw the dog at you and. You're just like thrown out in the the what is that thing? I don't know. Like you're just fucking getting it with this brand new dog, you know. And uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. God damn it! But I love her. Yeah, yeah. weed will do that to you. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> that ain't no lie, my dude. Um, <laughs> I wonder if that would work on humans. You know, I wonder if, if I would have started training Jax at six, eight weeks, what he'd be doing three years later. A lot of the stuff she said their dog does, my kid does for me. Like, I mean, he, get me my, he does. He's gotten me my phone a few times, and he'll get me. She a, she picks up stuff I card, drop. I guess, like my yeah. debit cards. Like it hit the ground and slid under the couch. I'm not going under a couch. Her little <laughs> arm fits perfectly. Reached in there, pulled it out. Here, Doc. Thank you. Let's go. Do you give her a treat when she picks it up. Mainly praise. You know, it, it maybe fruit Good. snacks. So yeah, Good. I give him fruit snacks. Yeah. Just toss a fruit snack under the couch. Dude, she's smart. Yesterday, she she's not two yet. She's, what, 20 months she's going to be two. Uh, she wanted some juice, so she went to the fridge, opened the fridge, grabbed out the orange juice, closed the fridge, brought the orange juice to me, brought her cup to me, and just held them up and presented them so I could fill the cup up. And then after it was filled, she took the juice, went back to the fridge, closed it, came back, got her cup. All smooth and have to tell her she just did it. That's awesome. Um, that's awesome. Little smart guy. Yeah. Sure. Gets that from her mom. Wait, sure. wait, yeah, I was like, not <laughs> me, man. She what she does get from me is destructive behavior. She loves smashing things and breaking stuff, and I love it. It's like watch that's a little mini you. How old is she? She's about to be two in December. You already got her doing all the tasks. Oh yeah, she's smart. And she's a monster for her age. She's like 96 percentile in size. So she's a big ass gorilla baby you, for me. You said you're working on your second child. You're going to be amazed how quickly, um, in comparison, just because they're kind of like they're, they're learning from their older sibling as well as yourself. So it's like two times the speed. Like my littlest one is just picking up shit from Adeline like so quick. So like where <laughs> I'm Amelia is it. now, yes, they're like doing the same thing. Kind of like Adeline was kind of like learning on her own because she was the only child. So you'll be amused at the very least to see it happen so fast. I'm nervous. I'm so nervous. She's doing slick shit all the time, sneaking around corners and trying to scare me and think it's funny. So I can only imagine what she's going to be teaching the next one. That sounds crazy. (laughs) Let's turn off Danny's oxygen machine. (laughs) 
They're going to gang up on you or they're going to fight. That's what happens over here. They're always fucking screaming at each other. Yeah, yeah. Goddamn kids. That's, that's going to happen but, for sure. Uh, Those dead shit I've heard you say in a while. It's it's true, man. It's fucking nuts. Dude. Analia thinks that Jax has to be on her level on everything, but there's like a four-year age gap. So, of course, she's not going to know and be able to do the same shit she can. So then she'll get aggravated about it, and then they start fighting and... How many years separate them, buddy? Um, about four years. It is four, okay. Yeah, she'll be probably actually by more close to like four and a half because she'll be eight in December, and then next July he'll be four. So, yeah, so it's like probably about four and a half years. But that just made me really uncomfortable. Yeah, you telling me? Fucking times, yeah. I mean, what what is time? Just a made-up question. Yeah. Tool of measurement. Yeah, if you want to have those kind of combos, Al, Al's good good on those as well. It's just basically okay. the older you get, the faster yeah. time goes. Yeah, and that, that, is that is no lie. I heard, actually, there was a theory on that. I'm not sure where I th- heard it from, and I might not even actually say it correctly. But um, say, like, your life expectancy is, like, I don't even know what the average is. Say 80 for this argumentative uh, statement. But... So it's 80, so the older you get, the shorter that time frame is getting. So, in a sense, time is getting quicker. Each day is getting quicker the, the older you get, in that in that sense. Oh, yeah. I'm picking up what you're laying down. I don't even know what I'm Makes dropping. Sense. So. <laughs> are you just talking? I, I'm just, the words are coming out, and it didn't really make sense when it, when I said it out loud, so I kind of... I, I I'm just, getting you know, nervous because I forgot how old I was, like, last week. Oh, yeah. I, I had to think about it. I do, too. That's when you know. And then I'm yeah. like, fuck it. I'm, uh, I'm 32. Yeah, I'm 32. Thank you. I'm not. I, know. I think so. I think I'm 35. I think I am. Hey, at least you look younger than James, so just whatever he is, <laughs> sub, sub like two years, and people will believe that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm go wait, with 30. Oh, uh, I'm th- yeah, wait. James is about to be... 33. He's not already 33? No. No, he'll be 33. Uh, I mean, I'm not I mean, surprised. You said you couldn't he looks, you didn't know your own age. You know, so. Obviously, sometimes I look 35, 36, but yeah, he's 30. He'll be 33. Wait, well, yeah, I'm 34. So, yeah, that makes sense. My parents Because he's, he's like, him and Fo- cause Foley turns 33 in September. Him and, him and Foley are like, they're like six or seven months older than all of us. Because me, Dave, James, or oh, me, yeah, Dave, Paul, Luke, we're Chris, we're all January, February babies. February, what do you guys say? Feb February, baby. Yeah. yeah. Me, me, Paul, Luke, and uh, Chris. Paul. Sounds real eighth grade. I love it. You know what? Probably didn't start until we were well into our twenties. Actually, this is a funny thing. <laughs> That's about right. But um, yeah, like we were saying in the intro, you're like more outgoing than anyone I know on the planet. Which you know that's pretty dope, and obviously, uh, most days I'm seeing what what events you're interested in going to on Facebook, and usually end up going to those, which is pretty dope. Do. Um, when did uh? Cause, I mean, um, you could you could have been somebody that would be you know kind of sitting around, kind of what was me type type deal, but uh, obviously you're out here just you're living it up. Um, and w- when did that kind of when did that switch? Because I know it wasn't initial. It was like the last, at least what I've noticed, like the last two or three years 
when did you kind of finally say, fuck it, I'm going to start. If I see a show, I'm going to do it. I'm going here. I'm doing this. What, you know, when did you kind of start making that, that transition? Probably about four years ago, I found a peer support group in Toledo. Um, I am a very good Facebook stalker. And I found a lot of people that were hurt in Toledo that were around my age or around my level of injury. I mean, like when people say like a paraplegic, or, you know, paraplegic or quadriplegic quad is like all four limbs are affected and paraplegic only two of the limbs are affected and obviously typically the fucking legs uh so i found people who were around my level and i tried to go to like their little peer support group and it was uh it was really cool it it was great you know it was young people you know we we drank and we hung out and it, it wasn't this like really formal weirdo thing where we're all talking you know in technicalities and and in that what was me language, it was more of like an embracing of what your reality is and finding the silver lining that ties everything together. And then that group, which is called SCI Connect, uh, which is the one that's here in Toledo, we joined forces with the national advocacy group called Unite to Fight Paralysis. And we got a, a research bill passed through the Ohio Congress uh, two years ago. So once that happened, that was kind of the catalyst for me that set me on a trajectory to completely embrace the injury and everything that it is and to insist uh, that places think about uh, accessibility and inclusivity. And, uh, you know, I never thought about those things, you know, uh, ramps and stairs and elevators and, uh, you know, all that shit. And so at this point, if I can at least just always be out there and be in the mix and acting like the, you know, same crazy ass that I was before, and just to have people look at it a little differently, like, oh, shit, she's in a wheelchair. Like, she can't just, you know, go up those stairs or, you know, fit into that bathroom or fit through that fucking doorway or, you know. So once I saw that, you know, I had the capacity to, you know, talk to my Congress members about funneling money for an injury that has directly affected my life. And now I'm trying to harness uh talking to business owners and places, you know, all around Toledo that are not accessible. So I can, you know, harness that and ha- have an impact there for other people too. So I'm just, I, that's, I what's up. that's fucking dope. Cool. Yep. That's and our, really our fucking dope. Just, our bill was just reapproved for a second round. So, you know, because of our efforts here in Toledo, a, a, a good a majority of our efforts in Toledo are the reason that we have $6 million appropriated out of you know the the state of Ohio's budget to figure out how to get us the fuck out of the wheelchairs, you know, there's no reason why, you know, I mean, look at you know COVID, the that vaccine took less than a year, you know, and there's there's power in numbers and there's there's power in telling people what you need from them, you know, people aren't mind readers, they don't know what kind of quality of life that people in my position have because Bobby, you're right, I mean, a, a lot of people in my position just power back, sit back and rot the fuck away. But I knew that there was only, you know, you only got one shot here and I was not about to like, I could only play Diablo so many times, you know, what character, uh, uh always the, the girl, the, no, don't tell me, uh, uh, not the barbarian, not the, uh, the girl. Uh, <laughs> I think I've never uh, played. I've heard. I've heard I've of Diablo. Played I've never played. Didn't know that you played either. I, I like Diablo three a lot. I don't play Crusader, an old hammer jammer build. See now, okay, not Crusader, but what was the one that can like summon the dead people? Necromancer. Necromancer. Yep. Okay. Uh, the 
Sorceress. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> that's a that's a alright character. Not my style. I uh I like to zone out when I play that game. So I like stop and don't forget where my character's at and I end up getting destroyed on hardcore mode and then I yeah. flip out. So. I just like pretty mana. I just like that like mana. It's a I tough like game I hear. This is this is my main question oh, right now. Before I forget, Tempos. speaking of fucking Facebook stalk, you guys gotta check this shit out. Look it up later on. Um, this account, which I think might have got suspended now, but Elizabeth Cook. Have you guys heard any of this shit yet? No, it's pretty wild. Uh, it's gonna be like it's gonna. End, I feel like it's gonna end up being like a fucking Netflix doc. It's that fucking wild. But this is Elizabeth Cook, C O O K E. She was some like pillhead fucking, you know, a uh, thief girl from like St. Louis who. This guy, he um, he records her trying to break into his car and shit, and he like calls her like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Blah blah blah. And obviously, she's trying to act like she thought it was her friend's car. This, that, and the third. And he, they're basically like, "You know, get the fuck out of here." And as she's walking away, her phone drops in the street. So this dude proceeds to like take her phone, and starts posting like all kinds of shit on her Facebook account, and then finds like all these videos and, and pictures of like these stolen cars and like stuff she's taken from like um, storage units and eventually finds out about this guy who uh, his name is like Bobby Phillips or something where um, she was hanging around him and it was this like older dude that she was able to like course into signing over like or putting her on his will. And like two weeks later, the dude dies. It's like, it's pretty crazy and um, you'll have to check it out. I think the guy posted a lot of the shit on like on a YouTube channel, but if you look it up, on Facebook or really probably Google by now, Elizabeth Cook with with two was it C O O K E? Um, it's a pretty yeah, it's fucking wild ass story that like this dude went from kind of just calling this girl out from trying to be in a you know a thief to possibly you know solving a murder mystery, and um, yeah, it, it's pretty crazy, but it's definitely something to check out. I, I like seen some stuff about it on Twitter, and then that's when I went and checked up on Facebook, and her actual account was still up and running, and the dude was posting shit and like all these videos and. It was pretty wild, but um, it's definitely something to uh, of interest. I think if you want to pass pass some time later, check it out. Go down that rabbit hole. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean it's it's deep, man. It's like a whole. Cause yeah, she was like this big like pillhead or whatever the fuck in St. Louis, and just there's all kinds of messages and, and videos of her talking to people about breaking into these storage units and stealing shit from Walmart and. You know, trading cars and all this shit. So cracking shit, yeah, man. Yeah, pretty much. It was it was crazy. But um, Dylan, I I feel like that little tangent that I went on that kind of carries us over into into the mill, man. What do we got this week? Bang that music, baby. Oh yeah, baby. There it is. You almost got the deal right there. If I had a Bluetooth headset, I would be flinging out the deal. <laughs> but baby, that's we Joe's, got that's Joe's favorite move. <laughs> the deal. I mean, it's it's worldwide at this point. Hundred <laughs> percent. What yeah. we got this week, my guy? All right, baby, we got some things here. We have something on social media. I think it's been going on for a little bit now. A little feud, maybe a friendly rivalry. Between Usain Bolt and Tyreek Hill. Actually, it's elevated oh. a little bit. 
Jewelry is on the line as Hussein Bolt would wager one of his gold medals, his Olympic gold medals, against Tyreek Hill in a foot race. But the catch here is that Tyreek Hill, if he loses, would have to give up his Super Bowl ring. Now that sounds like a race with a wager. Who do you have in that race? Um, How far is it? I feel like that's got to be part of the... It has to be 100 meters, right? Or even if it was like oh, man. down down to 40. I mean, Tyreek Hill was a track athlete, so 100 meters, I mean, that's what he excelled in as well. So it's not like putting him in a foreign Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Event. The longer the distance, I feel like the better for Usain Bolt because he's got like wide, you know, wide, uh, um, whatchamacallit. But oof, stride. Man, I feel like he's got to be, yeah, thank you, wide stride. But let me see. He's got to be up uh, there. In he ran a 40-meter dash right? at one of these NFL combines before. I think it was at actually a Super Bowl event they had the 40 yard dash and i'm not sure how accurate okay, that is 34 he Damn. ran a four two one i think he ran a four one nine or i believe know. it dude he's like in the 40 yeah he was bar like far and above the fastest person on earth oh, point. It's, and i'm it's sure incredible. he's only 34 for some reason i thought he's a lot older probably just because he's been in like four olympic event you know four olympic uh whatever so just like i i think um What's his face? A swimmer. I'm sure he's probably about my age, but it seems like he's probably in his fucking forties. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's tough, dude. I, I guess it just it would really just depend on how far the distance is. Um, because I think yeah, I mean the shorter fuck. it is, I I feel like Tyreek Hill is gonna be just faster off the block for sure. I mean, if it's like a 200 meter or something. Usain Bolt's just going to eventually catch up and, and, and whiz by. Strides. Maybe not whiz by, but he's going to you know win. I think so. it's Bolt no matter what. Because I know, I know that it says right here that he's the record holder in the 100 and the 200. Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure he did that in the same Let's Olympics see. where he, he won gold in both the 100-200, broke the re- world record. This says, this is Dan Patrick's show. It says Usain Bolt versus Tyreek Hill in a 70-meter dash, which is, why, why, would you, why wouldn't you just go 100, you know? Maybe That's that meets weird. that meets the middle. Maybe maybe that meets the between the forty yard dash and the hundred meter dash. Maybe that's the middle ground right there. The best of both. That'd worlds. be a hell of a race. I'd love to watch that. Yeah, they should make it some kind of event. They make all these Jake Paul boxing Most events. Exciting fucking only- three seconds on TV. <laughs> yeah, and up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, make it like a pay per view event. I feel like you got to go with the younger. Yeah, like I said, it's, if it's going to be especially 70, fuck me. I think I got to go with with Tyreek Hill there. Really? Younger legs. And like I said, I think I feel like he's going to be quicker out of the box. Eh. And, um, I, I agree with you there. You go yeah. 100, 200, that's where, you know, the, the stride like I've been talking about comes into effect, I feel like. I feel like but, Bolt does one thing and that's fast. Like that's that's what Tyreek Hill does. Job. Yeah, but I feel like he's only done that one job is run fast as shit. You know what I mean? He's he's the master of that. You know. Well, I mean, you don't know, like say in the whole Tyre world. Hill, uh, he was a track athlete for a while, so a lot of people are track yeah. athletes, but they're not the fastest man in the world. We weren't. We weren't. Unless I, I would say I think it'd be line, I threw shot put. I threw shot put <laughs> disc. What's up? It'd be closer than. People would probably imagine, but I think that uh, Tyreek Hill, like you said, probably get out of the blocks faster. I think that Usain Bolt would probably win overall in the last 20 meters for sure. That's where he usually just fucking just gets you on those strides. What, um, 
Al just said her uh, the phone she's on got four percent. So three. I guess we'll kind of have to speed up a little bit. What's what we got? What else we got on the on the table here? All right. That's right, baby. Britney Spears. She is free. She is free yeah. from her father. From yeah. what I hear, she is free from step her down. father. Gonna, yeah, I think she's going to be. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's probably a bunch of mumble jumble. It's any step down. With, but. Well, yeah, maybe there's so, paperwork yeah, so and stuff like that. Stepping down. Yeah, he's stepping down. He's finally stepping down. She, she is free. Good, man. Good. It's Britney, baby. fucking time, man. Yeah, absolutely. You should have had the Michael Scott one pulled up. That would have been even funnier. <laughs> oh, God. I always, I always had that one. I it's Britney, bitch. One. You think she's she's gonna fuck that up somehow? I'm afraid that she is. Honestly, I watched a few. Decades yeah, because she's gonna be under such a fucking microscope. Even if she does yeah. something like minor, they're gonna be like, "Oh man." TMZ would be on like, that shit, like flying shit. I mean, I'm not in it at all, and I don't know what the deal is with. Between her and her dad, exactly. But like a court thought it was a good idea to keep that in there, the conservatorship. Is she that kooky? Like for real? I mean, I don't know. I mean, she had that one, like, I mean, she had that period where she was going off the fucking, you know. Yeah, I, the I, cliff I feel there. like I understand she was staffing. a fucking nut, you know, nutso. But uh, I mean, she, I, I think. Um, I think she's willing. It, it, I mean, I don't know. It, it seems on the on the surface. Seems to be in a, a lot better, you know, spot. Yeah. So, I think it's we'll at least worth happens. trying. Maybe, maybe there can be like a, um, like a like a trial period or <laughs> right, or whatever. Need to do something. Yeah, she's got to have Buku bucks in the bank and just or have somebody. I mean, there could even be somebody that keeps an eye on her, but not necessarily run her fucking money and decide what kind of business deals, you know, whatever. Because that's I think that's what the fucking right right it is. Like she just can't yeah. do anything for herself. She's fucking forty years old, grown ass woman. Yeah, so yeah, yeah so I mean, you keep an eye or, or check in or whatever. That makes sense, I guess. But at least give her the option to to <laughs> spend her own money or do what you know. That do she earned, you know, she wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. I got just I two more know. things, real quick here. I guess Vanilla Ice was in town in in your neck of the woods in Peaberg, Nagoya. Rice, rice, baby, is what I'm hearing. Is this true? What he he put on a concert last night. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I, I guess. Like, uh, what is it? The uh, what hospital is over there? I can't think of the. Is it ProMedica Square, or ProMedica yeah. Center, or something? ProMedica like owns Toledo now. Yeah, basically, yeah, I see for real. But yeah, they have some. They have great concerts over there for nostalgia. We're speaking of nostalgia. A lot of old older bands popping through, older artists coming through, and putting on shows are there in Peaberg. So Vanilla Ice was one of the most recent ones, I guess, put on a show. So um, that's what I had there. But I know, Bobby, you wanted to finish it up with uh, a little bit of a fucko. Oh, hey, fucko. Hey, fucko. Yo, fucko. Hey, fucko. Hey, fucko. Hey, fucko. What's going on? Joey Karate here. <laughs> of course, we got to. You know, a couple weeks ago, I forgot to do it last week. But, um, you know, it's it's uh, our, our guy, Paul Tippy. You know, he's going to be he's fucko of the week. Just because, uh, you know, he's just getting uh, out of hand and just a little out of control the way he was talking to me in our group chat about some, some plans, even though the the question had already been answered. And then, uh, you know, he, he comes at us sideways. So I'm like, dude, we already answered the question. You weren't paying attention. You fuck all the week. And uh, he didn't really like that. He actually um, threatened threatened uh, harm to harm me if I did make him fuck all week. But I don't care. It's just <laughs> I, I call him how I see him. So. Um, 
Paul Tippy, I know you're going to probably be listening to this at some point. Um, you know, and uh, I just want you to know, man, you're fuck all the week, teetering on fuck all the month. So just watch, watch yourself, Ooh, please. That's a How? first for me. You're going to top McGregor? How? Hey, you got to, I mean, if you know the guy, you know the guy. And just this, the way he carries himself sometimes, where he talks, uh, you know, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't show respect to the people that uh, he should be. The ones that, you know, put him, put him on the map. When he, moved, when he moved from Rossford High School or Rossford Schools to Lake Schools, I was one of the guys that, you know, brought him in open arms. So, yeah, he's fuck all the week, um, and that's just what it is. So we'll see what happens next week. And that's Around the Mill with Dill. Bang. Well, uh, we'll see. Hopefully we have enough uh, juice here in the phone to at least to, to end the episode. Um, episode 119 was, uh, was phenomenal. Uh, Al, I really appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us and, and sharing with people that uh, may not know you, uh, the, you know, the story. And I, I think they're going to take a lot from it. Just like, you know, us three have, um, and, uh, and there it goes, ran out of juice, unfortunately, but, uh, it's all right. It's all good. We, uh, we got it. We got a good chunk. We made it to the end basically. So Al, when you listen back to this, uh, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. Uh, especially <laughs> being hung over and uh, not in the, the best of shape, but it was a great conversation and um, it's just keep, keep doing you. And like I said, you're, you're very um, um, inspiring to, to many people out here to just kind of, you know, live, live life to the fullest, you know, don't let anything bring you down. And um, I think, I think um, a lot of people could utilize that, that kind of attitude um, in many facets of yeah. life. So, uh, I love you, and thank you again for coming on. And uh, I'll uh, I'll be talking to you here soon. But uh, boys, one nineteen, another good one. Uh, I think next yeah. week uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be having two Greeks on, so that's gonna be a first for this show. <laughs> At the same time, we'll see how it goes. We'll probably be talking a lot of smoked meats. Can't wait for that. It's gonna be a fun episode. Yeah, chest hair. And, um, we're I don't know where where uh, how much longer we're gonna be going for season four. We're definitely on the. Uh, on the outer skirts, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out and let you guys know, but, um, thank you guys for listening to TSP one nineteen, Dylan, you know what time it is. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, everyone for tuning in to one nineteen TSP. Make sure you go give us some love. Follow us on our social medias at talking shop pod on all social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you again for myself, Joe, Bobby, Alec, take care.